0: Good morning, I'm speaking to Carmen, who is Director of the EPA Gas Regulation Branch. Good morning, Carmen.
1: Good morning, Anthony.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, uh, coming on, because uh, we've had a couple of uh, interviews in the last few weeks with for and against coal seam gas. So as far as the EPA is concerned, where do they stand on, on the gas industry as such?
1: Yeah, so what is our role in the gas industry? Yeah,
0: yeah, well yeah. put it that way because I know that, um, yeah, it, it's a role that you play within the industry. What, what is that?
1: That's right. And, and Anthony, look, it's changed. So, um, in 2015, the government, um, asked New South Wales chief scientist and engineer to undertake a study into coal and gas of which she did. And one of the recommendations from that study that the government adopted was that the EPA become the lead regulator for all coal and gas activities in New South Wales. So what that really meant was that there was a separation between the government agencies that consider for approval or modification any activity to the agency that actually then checks that their industry is complying with all of the really strict um, conditions of consent. And so the EPA's role is to um, undertake inspections, to um, protect the community by undertaking inspections and um reporting on those inspections and taking any regulatory action that's needed or follow-up action that's needed to fix anything that they find in those inspections.
0: All right, so uh, basically you're um, um, a watchdog. That's right. And
1: we do have another role, which is as lead regulator. So with the current Santos EIS that's out for public exhibition, and I'm certainly happy to talk about um, where that's up to for anyone that's interested The EPA also provides expert regulatory advice to those consent authorities. So when a consent authority, if a consent authority deems that an activity can continue, then they, they talk with the EPA and we provide advice about how you phrase a condition so that it's enforceable, so that it's reportable, so that it's transparent, so that the community and the companies can understand exactly what they're required to do and can report on whether they've done that activity
0: or not. right, so, so you, um, you have this overseeing role and uh, you basically don't get into testing and that sort of thing. That's done by somebody else or is it?
1: As a regulator we have a whole range of um, uh, things that we can require companies to do and things that we do ourselves. So to give you an idea, uh, last financial year and our first year as being regulator, lead regulator, we undertook 197 site inspections. And a significant number of those were leak detection and repair and um, monitoring. So we actually come out with a monitor and check pipelines and infrastructure to mm-hmm. see if they're leaking and to get them fixed if they are. So, um, yes, there are some monitoring that we require companies to do as a routine, sort of weekly or monthly, depending on what it is. And then there is other monitoring that we physically undertake ourselves.
0: All right, so uh, you also would, would oversee, to a certain extent, how how the actual uh, mining of the gases is um, done. Is that right? How the the operation Yeah, yeah the it. operation, how, how it's, you know, I mean, we've got a problem, not a problem, but we've got a conflict of interest here where people are saying, well, they'll be fracking and they won't be fracking. Um, the uh, local, the people who are doing the... The um, assessment of the fields at the moment state that there's no fracking, so I would assume that you could oversee that as well. Yeah, that's right. So
1: once, if if the environmental impact assessment is um, approved by the Department of Planning, they'll have a whole heap of legal conditions that Santos would have to comply with, that include um, what chemicals they can use, what type of Still, um, they need on their wells, how they actually undertake their day to day operation. And the EPA will be there to um, protect the environment and the community by checking that those conditions are complied with, that Santos have done what they've been required to do by the consent authority.
0: Alright, so um, you're, as I say, you're, you're really um, uh, a watchdog over the whole setup of this and also the uh, use or the extraction. Period as well.
1: Mm. But actually, we have another, um, uh, another role which I find, um, I'm, I'm very grateful to the Narrabri community in that we've been able, we're a partner with the Narrabri community and, um, if, uh, if you're not aware that there is a Narrabri community consultative committee for the Narrabri gas project and they've been meeting for a number of years now and I'm, I'm very proud to say that the EPA have attended every one of those meetings and very grateful to the members that attend because, um, they have given us incredible advice and insight and influence into the way that we conduct our, both our regulatory oversight and how we report that information back to um, the Narrabri community. Mm. And so, um, if anyone isn't aware of the Narrabri triple C or the community consultative committee, there's a number of members of that. It's uh, chaired by Mr. Jock Laurie the land and water commissioner, and it has representatives from council the country women's Association cotton farming um, the local land council as well as government agencies and, and proponents and um, people for the plains and local land services so it's quite a broad and diverse group and they um, have over the last few years sought lots of information from the government agencies and and the industry about you know sometimes the really nitty-gritty of how an operation will work um, and they've always been able to be Provided with that information, so there's a huge resource for the community out there in that Narrabri I Triple C, um, and if anyone's got any questions, they can always come to us, and I'm happy to give our um, contact details. But they can also go through that Narrabri Community Consultative Committee to get details and ask questions on information that they you know, they feel that they want to speak to a local about.
0: So, what what, what sort of information uh, would they be asking for, or has been asked for?
1: Yes, yeah, so the Narrabri C's had all sorts of briefings from things like um, the local groundwater studies that cover the entire region, um, how the planning process works, how the regulatory framework – exactly what we're talking about now – works, where they can be involved in different parts of that process, and um, how they can get their information to different government agencies. We provide through a Narrabri Community Consultative committee newsletter every month, which is available on my website and through the committee members, um, a list of every inspection that we've undertaken in Narrabri in the last month and the results of those um, inspections, any investigations that have been undertaken and a running history of any investigation and also little stories that the community consulting committee have asked us about. So we've given, again, sort of repeated if they've been provided information on the planning process, there'll be a little story in the newsletter about how that process works um, how titling works, how the groundwater assessments work. We've brought specialist hydrogeologists, excuse me, in to speak to the group. Um, the Commonwealth have come to speak to the group. So a really diverse range of topics. But um, always open to other topics if members of the community want to approach their Triple C members and say, I really want to know more about this.
0: All right, so the EPA have got a website. Can you just give me that quickly, or we do?
1: It's www.epa.newsouthwales.gov.au, and if you then navigate to the gas industry page, you'll see all sorts of information, including our gas-specific and Narrabri-specific newsletter, right. and um, a whole series of fact sheets. And you can always, any member of the public, can contact the EPA on our toll-free number one three one triple five. Just ask if you've got a question to speak to someone in the gas regulation branch and you'll be put through to a human being and I or my team will be happy to um, talk to you about any concerns or issues that you've got.
0: So pretty well the whole thing is all very transparent.
1: That's what we're aiming for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean I think that's what the community has said loud and clear and that's certainly true. the EPA strives for that.
0: Now um, I did have a question from a listener and it's possibly a little bit out of the Coal seam gas, but in connection with coal dust, um, he uh, just expresses some concern about the uh, amount of black uh, sooty stuff he gets in his uh, filter. Uh, So he assumes that this is coming off the roof, or um, apparently he's had his uh, solar panels cleaned and uh, just black mud comes off. So they would assume that it's coal dust.
1: So the EPA is the regulatory agency that um, that that looks after coal dust from coal mines, and we'd certainly be happy to talk to that um, listener if they'd either like to give you their contact details that can come through to us, or again if they'd like to ring that 131 triple five number, we can certainly get some more information
0: and and see what's happening for them. All right. Now, um, as far as the uh, going back to coal seam gas. Uh, there are people here in Narrabi that uh, can be seen about this in, in Narrabi, isn't that right? Absolutely.
1: So we have, uh, the EPA has an office in Narrabi, um and and people are welcome to seek information from them. Or again, if you'd like to be a little more anonymous or if it's more convenient to ring, please ring 131555 and ask to speak to somebody in the gas branch and we will happily talk to you.
0: So are you getting many uh, requests for information?
1: So with the, do you mean in terms of the environmental impact statement
0: or coal seam gas in general? Just coal seam gas in general and the environmental impact statement because that's going to make or break it isn't it?
1: Well so two different things there, so in terms of inquiries to the EPA, uh, not a lot of inquiries or complaints come through to the EPA I I have to say, Um, but we're pretty proactive in being out there and um, meeting with people and and undertaking that for ourselves and, and then feeding that information back. In terms of the environmental impact statement, um, the Department of Planning is leading that process and it's the um, members of the public can still comment on the EIS up until I believe the 22nd of May. I'm not sure how many um, comments have been received by the Department of Planning, but I would encourage anyone if they if they want to have their say on the EIS, um, that they can still do that and and they can um, submit their, their concerns or their support Through the Department of Planning website, and I have that email if you'd like it, Anthony. That web address?
0: Yeah, email this.
1: So it's www.majorprojects.planning, sorry, at planning.nu.southwiles.gov.au. Okay, Uh,
0: at planning.
1: I I did Google it earlier, and if you just Google Santos and Department of Planning, you will go through to their
0: website. Okay, now uh, uh, there's been some. uh, community, um, um, what would you call it, events to uh, tell people about the uh, coal, seam gas industry. Are you expecting to have any more before the closing time or is that finished now? That's right.
1: So the Department of Planning hosted a number of events um, at the launch of, this, of the um or at the submission of the environmental impact statement. And um, they were they were well attended and the EPA went along to support those. I'm not aware of any other um, community meetings planned to be held in the short term, but if people have concerns or um, they want to see more information again, I encourage you to, to ring through to either us at 131 555 and, and we can get the right information for you or to go through to the Department of Planning's website.
0: All right. Well, I think you've got it uh, pretty well covered as far as getting information out there and sort of keeping your um, position on it or the government's position as it is, although you're, you are a statutory body of the government. That's right. And uh, you have a brief to, um, to advise people about the coal seam gas and the industry itself.
1: That's right, and again, I just um, remind people of that. We do do a Narrowbride-specific newsletter and um, encourage you to go onto our website and have a look and you'll be able to both get a lot of the information that we've talked about this morning, but also those site-specific invest, um, inspections that we've undertaken.
0: Okay, well, I think we've uh, covered most of uh, what uh, people might want to ask. There's probably always more questions that people ask. Go to 131-555 and ask it.
1: Absolutely, to,
0: please do. Go to your page. Which is www.epa.gov.au and I missed the list next bit. New South Wales.gov.au. New South Wales.gov.au and then go to the the, uh, page on gas, yeah, gas industry. Thank you very much, Carmen, for your time today. We appreciate that and uh, hopefully the people have got a little bit of an idea of what the EPA uh, does. Uh, in connection with the um, the gas, onstream gas.
1: Thanks so much for having us, Anthony.
0: Thank you. Bye now. Bye.